II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard on an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to those channels. This is episode 52 of Channel Massive. Your hosts in this episode are Mark, Woo-hoo! Jason, Hello. and Noah. Yay. Jim's on sabbatical. It's true. Actually, he is studying with the Tibetan monks. Yeah. Even as we speak. <laughs> in tonight's episode, we have... Stuff and things. We're... Are we going to talk about what we've been playing? If you guys, oh yeah, we got to talk about what we're playing. We're going to talk about what we've been playing. We have a listener email, and then we have some tweak. Oh, don't forget our our, our voicemail from the nameless one, and our That's failed true. our failed voicemail from Jean A.K. Ripper, Jean Picard, A.K. Ripper, A.K. Ripper, A.K. Ripper. A.K.E. Ripper. I'm not sure how to... Anyway, our, our Swedish friend Ripper called in on the Skype line and something really weird happened. Yeah, something either went wrong somewhere on the interwebs with the the pipes and the trucks that pushed the stuff through the tubes. <laughs> but uh, somehow it just ended up being like two minutes of a fuzz tone. Yeah, a bunch of static. Which, so, which I used. So Jean-Luc, a.k.a. Ripper, please uh, give us a call. Yeah, we'd love to hear from another call. Man. We'll try this again maybe next week. Yes, please. And if any of the rest of our listeners are so bold, they can also leave us voicemails at channel.massive.skype. Just download Skype. It's free. And if you've got a microphone, it's really easy to get in touch with us. Yep. You can practically reach out and grab us. Oh, no. That's what that's for sexy big boob girl for sex who keeps oh, right. telling <laughs> me to talk to her on Skype. And we will wrap up the show with some blogosteria. Blogosteria! In stereo. week we actually have some games that we pl- we've been playing on like episode 51 yes <laughs> where we played sonar the sonar sound editing sonar program. 2 the reckoning the reckoning <laughs> jason what have you been doing um well it was kind of a weird week for me since i did go to dc yeah uh, so i didn't get a lot of playing done i did get some i played some major conan on a pvp server I decided to give it a shot just <gasps> for the hell of it. We knew that's where you were going. Well, I, I we tried it just it. for the hell of it. Um, Which one? Tyranny. Oh, yeah. 
Needless, needless to say, when I got to the to the White Isles, which is kind of like the the first place you go where it's like free for all, you were killed. I was repeatedly killed, humiliated, um, pretty much told to you know die repeatedly, noob, over and over and over again. They actually were saying that. No, no, but <laughs> not it was, in words. I was saying it to myself. <laughs> I was like, God, I suck. What in the hell am I doing playing this game? I suck so bad at what it. What level were these people? Oh, you know, it was like level ten, maybe when I went there. Something like that, you yeah. know. And it was—I still—I was just like, "Oh my god!" You know, I'm getting my ass. And you're level to me. six, and they're level thirteen. So, yeah, you know, so. it's always something like that, or or you're getting ganged up, you know, by like two or three people yeah. at once in the middle of fighting a mob, of course. Always in the middle of fighting. You a mob. know, they'll never take you, you know, without being at health, half health already. Mm, sure. So, are you going to continue playing it? I might. Yeah. Just, yeah. just so I can get even. Get even. <laughs> Isn't that what it's all about, anyway? Yes. Uh, I also played um, some Super Mario Galaxy. Working towards that perfect ending. I'm working f- towards the perfect ending. I'm down to I thought I have 35 stars left to go, and they're all getting pretty hard. You know, I mean, then they're not like totally hard, but yeah. they're, they're fairly challenging. Um, I did finally start playing through a copy of uh, of Smash Brothers Brawl, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, Sweet. which I totally love. I I think it's just really easy to get into. It's like once you learn kind of like the control scheme for one character, you can kind of learn how some of the other characters work. Yeah. They all do different things, but and you have to and you can execute different combos differently. Mm-hmm with different characters that you play, but man, I mean, it's really easy to pick up. It's just a lot of fun, you know, just trying to smack people off the edge of the ledge or whatever. There's really creative stage designs. It really is, and the stage designs are, some of them are insane. Like the the one where you kind of face, whenever you have to face Wario, that one, it's always changing, and, and you you know, it's like, you know, don't get wet, and you know, like it takes you through this thing, and you have to like stand underneath the umbrella, the or else games. you might get screwed, and you know all that stuff is fun. The picto chat uh, arena thing is really fun. I love that one. That too. is really fun to do. All, all the stages are really fun because they just they all evolve as you're playing, and you're you like the Pokemon Stadium one. Like, like there's all sorts of depending on the length of the of the fight. You know, it, it changes into different things as you go along. Yeah, yeah. Just really fun, really well designed. Uh, while I was in D.C., one of the things I did to pass, you know, some downtime was I played my wife's uh, DS, Nintendo DS, and I got to play Professor Layton and the Curious Village, which at, first, which at first I didn't think I'd enjoy at all. It's a puzzle game. Um, yeah. And I, I didn't think I'd like it at first, but man, I, I found that I could totally become addicted to it. If, <laughs> <laughs> if if I didn't have other things to do, I'd probably just sit there for hours on end playing that game. It really is addictive, uh, very fun, and you know, I, I don't know. I've just I, I've been on this total Nintendo man crush kick lately, I guess. And you know, what can I say? Who's the Nintendo man you have that crush? Oh, whoever's designing whatever game I'm playing for oh, right yeah. now. It's just, just, it's one of those things where I'm just having a lot of fun with it. Now, have you started to reconsider your hatred of anime? No, 
No, that that still lives on. It's not a one to one correlation. It, it will Nintendo it will rage on forever. If you accept Nintendo into your heart. You must also. <laughs> no, they're not necessarily one and the same. Just they might Noah. coexist together at times. Look, it, uh, look how much effort he's made to have square eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Noah's got these cool glasses that make him look like uh, Gordon Freeman. Gordon Freeman. They are my Gordon Freemans. Yep. Totally, Gordon man. Freeman. You need to save, save the world, man. You can imagine, like, go, in, go, in, go down to Black, uh, was it Black, Black Mesa? Mesa. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a muscle-bound Gordon Freeman with totally. a giant neck beard and a nose ring. It's pretty weird. <laughs> what have you been doing, Noah? What, what's your gaming life been like lately? You know, it's weird. I had my vacation in Miami last week, and or Fort Lauderdale, actually, and uh, I brought my DS with me because that's the only thing that I could have played, and I ended up just feeling a lot more bookish, and I just read. I didn't... Play my DS. Books? Yeah, very much at all. I, I played. Did you Space pretend Invaders the book Extreme. was a DS? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I finished Ender's Game, cool. which was cool, and then I went out and bought very more good books. Book. I bought Good Omens and Childhood's End. I was going to get a sequel to Ender's also Game. Also, Childhood's End by Arthur C. Clarke. Yes, because you guys recommended it. Hey, man. And I read the opening of that, and then I got a. Michael Noah's Crichton. getting all groans up on us. Uh, yeah. I got a Michael Crichton combo book continuing my pulp obsession. It's like the Andromeda Strain and Terminal Man. Oh, that's cool. Andromeda Strain, Holy very cow. cool. Yeah. So I, I, and what I've been reading through right Not now. Not the is, TNT, uh, nor was the TNT or any miniseries that just came out. Uh, horrible. Yeah. It Don't wasn't even good. know. No, if you're gonna watch the watch like the first movie, like back in what was it, the 70s when it was yeah, made. Yeah, it's really good. Watch that one instead. It's a lot. Uh, well, uh, he'll just be reading the I book. can't imagine that they I, I can't imagine why they would recreate of course that's what Hollywood does anymore it's yeah just the day of the earth redo movie oh my god <laughs> alright alright we'll, we'll have like a little <laughs> a little segue into something else that like totally freaked me out because I did get to see a couple movies this week I saw Hellboy 2 and, and The Dark Knight and with The Dark Knight one of the trailers happened to be the day the earth stood still with Keanu Reeves Seriously, uh, I'm here to like fuck up the world, man. Dude, I, I was like, "What in the Brody, hell are you guys doing?" This you're is going like down, Brody. And it's like one of the, the classic world. science fiction movies of all time, and he's sitting there, and I could just hear him. You know, they didn't do this in the trailer, but I could see it. Klaatu, Barada, Nick Two. I could just see it, man. It's like, I'm serious. I, 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 I literally, I screamed in the movie theater during the trailer. Like a girl? No, at the trailer, I, I did. I was like, this can't be happening. And everybody's looking at me, going, "Shut up!" And I'm like, "You don't understand. This should not be happening." For those of you who have not heard the, the Jason woman scream. <laughs> it sounds like a mouse being raped. It's really, really very disturbing. Oh, God. That's probably what happened. Anyway, yeah, that was like... <laughs> when I when I saw that, and that was the first I'd even heard of it, where... I hadn't heard of it they either. They were redoing The Day the Earth Stood Still with Keanu Reeves. Horrible. Horrible. Anyway, Noah, what else did you... Pl- sorry. <laughs> sorry, no, I just I had to get off that. I had to get that off my chest. It was so disturbing. Our listeners are like, what the hell are we listening to now? It's like turned into like a movie review podcast. And so then I said... When I pot this plant, how much how much potting soil to <laughs> no, we're not going into gardening? Well, there was one other aside about because at the comic con, the comic, the San Diego Comic Con is running right now, and I didn't know they were remaking or Robert Rodriguez was remaking Red Sonia. And there's a killer poster. Yes, of Rose there McGowan is as Red Sonia. Well, looks pretty sweet. We all know that oh. I'll be there. Oh. Anyways, the game that Sorry. I played was I'm stuck on the fifth and final level of Space Invaders, and I play it over and over and over, and I can't get past it. 
And so that was that frustrated me. So I go back to my books, <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm back. Curse you, Space Invaders and Extreme! It's so killer. Extreme. So, Mark, your turn. Oh, okay. No one saw this one coming, I'm sure, but I've started playing World of Warcraft again. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't see that one coming. Yeah, mostly because every time I log into Age of Conan, nobody is there that I know. So um, I'm going to agree with one of our listeners and good friends, Kanker, and say that I don't feel a sense of love love or Community. community on Age of Conan. and Maybe you should get onto a PvP server. I really don't think I'd feel any love there. But oh, you'd feel much love, Mark. I went back to my beloved Arthas server on World of Warcraft and logged in and shocked the hell out of everybody. They were like, we thought you were gone to the to Hyboria. <laughs> so, so that was cool. It was like the return of the prodigal son. Well, more like the, they call me the noob now. So, oh. noob, noob tard, I think is what so I got So is our called. guild still in action out there? Yeah, it is. It's Sweet. doing well. Um, some of us are merging into a, a different guild to do like the Kara stuff. The what? Karazan. Karawaks? It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Some of us are doing that. Um, some people are staying in the guild. <laughs> I Cl- guess so, you have to play Warcraft a lot to know whatever that is. Because I, I don't know what the hell it is. When I left, uh, when I left, Clucky was like level forty something. Now he's seventy and he's all maxed out doing PvP. And his description is uh, Clucky, angry PvP druid. So he's, he's keeping busy. He's an angry. And he's druid. on every time I log in. And of course, and, he, man, he's diehard. He'll we never need to bring stop him on the show sometime. I think it'd be we've got really entertaining. The, the world needs to know. Clucky is, is local <laughs> the world to needs us. To know Just how, so how listeners know how hardcore Clucky really is. Owner of three level seventies on three different servers. All like between him and Donovan. Like if him and Donovan ever got together, I think there would be like a look out, like a rift in the space time continuum. Be would like open too, up. too much uranium, too close to each other. Yeah, I agree. But uh, yeah, anyway, so, I, so I've been having a but blast. Playing, but playing World of Warcraft again, are, are you saying that you're not a part of the the uh, Wrath of the Leech King beta? No, I'm not. I just didn't... Are you uh, kidding? What kind of fanboy are you? Well, I just figure if they're at that point where they're doing an open beta for an expansion, it's got to be so close right now. Oh, yeah, the they're... Only- it's, it's like, I bet they release it, like, the same day Warhammer Online comes out, just that's, to spite them. That's what most people think they're doing. Like, they're all ready. They're ready with it. And they're just waiting for the, the um, Mythic guys to confirm their date, and then they're going to announce the same exact day. <laughs> just to crush them. Or that not. Would be so Maybe it won't crush. Maybe it'll backfire. I don't know. It might. I, the I, problem I've, I see with that is is that, you know, it's just an expansion. And right. seriously, how much more content is going to add? You know, and, and from what I've seen, reaction to the Death Knight class is lukewarm at best. Yeah, I don't know. So, you know, it's know. hard to say. But, you know, and that's not to say that the content is going to suck or anything. It's no, just, it looks beautiful. It looks, it looks as beautiful as anything else. And they've add, they're adding an achievement system that is supposed to be cool. And that's tacked on. <laughs> and actually, that is, it is so kind of a, che- it's a cheesy it thing because, you know, it's just another one of these things that they try to rip off from other games like City of Heroes, yep. Lord of the Rings or Online. Xbox. You know, it's funny that, or, you know, Xbox and, but it, Live. Uh, yeah, like, you know, people are claiming, oh, you know, Warhammer Online's 
you know, tome of knowledge is supposed to, you know, is like totally unique in, in that aspect. It's like, no, it's not. It, they just ripped off ideas that already existed from games like City of Heroes and. Yeah, any, any game that. What I think is really cool about Warcraft, this as a side just continues, is that this is the first time I think Blizzard's been put into the position of being reactionary versus. Innovative. I, I, yeah, well, I don't know if you'd even call them innovative because one of the ways that you, you've commonly described the market in spite of your fanboyism mm-hmm. is that they basically take an existing game or an existing property or an existing concept and they refine it and refine it and make it really, really polished and then they release and everybody's like, oh my gosh, it's so great, it's so much fun, whether it's StarCraft or Diablo. the original Warcraft. Yeah. And now they're in this position where they've got a four-year-old game You've got an MMO, and we all know that making sequels to MMOs is a is a bad idea. You have to yeah. do expansions, or you have to do something totally new. Yeah, we've, we've talked about that in a roundtable before. Yeah. but now they have all this really serious competition, and they can't sit there and refine a product and then release it. They have to just react and just throw crap on the table. Yeah, I think right, really how right it, now where effect. World of Warcraft is is that they're they're in the mode where they know that they're going to start losing subscribers, no matter what they do. And, you know, and that that's just a fact of life. People, yeah, for for as good as World of Warcraft is, people eventually are going to suffer major burnout, like I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I played it off and on for like three years. Mm-hmm. You know, I refuse to go back to it, even with the expansion. I I will not play that game ever again, just for just for the fact that it's just burnout. Sure, I just can't do it anymore. You know, I love the game, but the thing is, is that I've seen it before. I've done pretty much everything I can do in that game. I just I don't want any part of it anymore. I have no desire to. Even even just to see the new content or whatever, it's just not that appealing to me to go back to it. Sure. Like, why go back? You know, I, I'm seriously, and I, I, I do plan on playing Warhammer Online just for the hope that, you know, it adds something new. Maybe, and I'm hoping, my hope with Warhammer Online is, is that, you know, it feeds my pvp itch how i want it to be itched how i want you know what i mean you know what i mean like i mean i want to be scratched so so maybe we should leave jason scratch my good scratch my good spot i want to scratch (laughs) my my pvp g spot so to speak make sure he's saying he's saying pvp spot (laughs) there's three letters there (laughs) anyway <laughs> oh, no, so, Mark, shut up! <laughs> uh, oh, you want me to just let him go? No, go, no, go ahead, but just no more peace spots, okay? Oh yeah. So, <laughs> um, gosh, where was I? So anyway, played a lot of World of Warcraft. Um, just trying to get get my guy up to seventy. He's at like sixty-two right now. Getting That's close. your warlock. Yeah, my warlock. Right. I did log in as my warrior. Like before, I logged Your in. Alliance as, warrior. I, yeah, lo- I logged in as my night elf warrior, and he was sitting in the middle of Stranglethorn Vale at Nessingwary's camp. And oh, just so <laughs> what were you doing there? I wonder. At level seventy, I just happened hmm? to be a bunch of low-level hordlings <laughs> who <laughs> just decimated. It was so yeah. There's like fun. no other reason to like, be parked there like, except oh, for I'm, one reason and one reason only. There are people glowing red on my screen. <laughs> So yeah, time a, to gank. Went on about a twenty-minute killing spree. Realized, oh, I really need to get back to my my real character. So, but it was fun to that poor warrior character. You know, like if characters had rights, that one would be he'd be pissed right now. <laughs> he'd be like, oh, so now you log on to me? <laughs> no, after all this time, and then you leave me to play on the horde side, you ass traitor. So, 
And then the other thing I've been playing is I bought uh, I bought Guitar Hero 3, so I've been playing that a little bit. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, for, for the, the 360. 360. Yep. I'll shred with you anytime, my friend. <laughs> I don't want to play with you. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play Jason either. I know. Uh, especially... So I've made fun of him relentlessly for having trouble with rain and blood on like expert or hard mode. Uh huh. I could. It took me like three or four tries to get past it in beginner mode. It was in really easy mode. Yeah, it's, in easy it mode is kind of tough. It was isn't really it? hard. Yeah, I was just I was just shocked. I was like, God, like there's this this difficulty ramp, and then it just and it goes like, to raining blood. Yeah, rain and like, blood's oh like God. four times harder than the previous one. So it's the same thing with through well, the fire you, and flames. You've probably been spoiled from Rock Band because the guitar difficulty in Rock Band is easier than Guitar Hero Three. Way oh, definitely. Easier. Like medium on. Um, I'd say medium on on Guitar Hero is like hard or somewhere between hard and expert on Rock Band easily. Well, and you've been playing Guitar Hero Aerosmith, haven't you, Jason? Yeah, I did pick that up. Which you notice they finally figured out what the hell they were doing and they made the difficulty in that a lot more reasonable. I think a Aerosmith. little bit, a little bit. I still think the what's the word I'm looking for? The tablature, the, the tablet. Oh, the um. Well, what the, what I'm saying is is that. When the note patterns, yeah, well, the, yeah, I'm sure that there's a word I'm looking for that I'm just totally missing out there. And that's all hey. the time we have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but what I'm saying, like, yeah, like, like Guitar Hero 3's, you know, Raining Blood, right? You know, where it's just like insane. You know, on hard mode, you get to that one part where it's just like. I sit there and I'm like, my fingers go. I know what I should be doing, but I can't move my fingers fast enough yeah, to it's make. Just- it's like the, the the firing patterns from my brain to my fingers are like, no, it ain't happening, man. <laughs> breaking barriers, not meant to be broken. Yeah, so it's just, yeah, it's the difficulty level is, you know, night and day difference between Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Like, they're just on a completely different level, yeah, I think. Because I was playing Expert on Rock Band that one time we were at the, the party, and it didn't seem all that bad to me. Yeah. So... Oh, and then um, I'm playing a little bit of Saga, the ah, MMO. Yes, the MMORTS. RTS, yeah. Saga of Resume? No, it's just called Saga. Oh. And it's it's like a real-time strategy game, but it's m- massive, and it's kind of like kind of like a card, a collectible card game, because you get booster packs and stuff. But I've been trying to play it without booster packs, just as like my own little variation of the game. Like, I will play this free-to-play game and truly keep it free-to-play by not buying anything. <laughs> Which makes it really hard, because you, you know, you just get the... I don't even know how it allots you cards, but I I have very few, and, and they die all the time. And so does this mean you've abandoned tower defense? You haven't mentioned that. I haven't. Yeah, I've abandoned it. I, I just can't finish it. It frustrates me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad thing. It's a bad evil game. Jason and I find that funny. <laughs> we laugh. We I, laugh at your We laugh your at your failure. failure. <laughs> and that's what we've been playing. Now to fire the co-hosts. We'll be back after this break. Mark's been waiting for that solo gig. <laughs> Baby mama, let's roll. Here we go, Cheerio, Cheerio. 
killer with the flow in the blow in the throw in the gun go ring hit them all in the row AK 47 40 Glock 44 let them know from the door how it go mailbag say it say it Jason do it mailbag 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 <laughs> it's a bag of mail it's it a bag actually it's M-A-L-E. a light bag of mail <laughs> <laughs> a bag of mail. <laughs> uh, okay. So, let's see. You've got mail. <laughs> Shall we begin the, the reading? Um, sure, we've got one regular email, and we also have one audio. From the nameless one. That's correct. So, JF is the guy whose or girl were We injured. don't know. The, they, well, probably a guy. We have no last, idea. The last one who's we balls need demographic suffered. analysis of her. Here's the problem, and I'm just going to lay this out right now: is until JF decides that he or she wants to reveal, like at least the first name. You know, we're just you know we're just going to come up with our own. He was like so, I'm saying, just farted. <laughs> that's, that's what JF stands for. You're right, Mark. In the last episode, he did talk excessively about balls. Yes, or she. Most likely he, though. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm going to go with Jose Ferreira. Uh, I think previously I said something something freaky. Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat freaky. Jamiroquois something. <laughs> okay, well, anyway. Anyway. Who wants to read it? I'll read it. Excellent. And then this come, and then to preface this. Preface. preface. To preface this... This comes from last episode when JF was going off on Mythic and and how they botched up the, the beta and, and There's a how lot they of were, Mythic hate going on lately. Yeah, how they were distributing all the the collector's editions and the beta key fallout and all this stuff. And so JF tells us, in all fairness to Mythic, it turns out it was GameStop's fault for selling me the War Collector's Edition pre-order too early. And that's why there was such a huge problem with getting the beta codes and such. And I could see where this is happening, because GameStop really didn't have that great of a program in place when Age of Conan came out either. There was a lot of confusion about this, and I think that game companies and game, you know, the companies that sell games need to just, you know, kind of talk to each other maybe just a little bit. Well, seriously, I mean, a lot of this confusion would probably be solved if, you know, GameStop and and, and whatever game, you know, they're, they're pimping out there, yeah. you know, and the, and the game, come, you know, whether it, whether it's EA or, or Activision Blizzard or ActaBlizzard or Blizzard Vision or whatever the hell they're calling themselves well, these days, you know, if they just talked just for a little bit, just said, okay, how would you like us to distribute these out? You know, how would you like us to go about doing this? Blah, 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 blah. Or, the, or you know, when when the company is going to publish this game, they could say, hey, all you companies who are going to sell our game, here's how we're going to do this. Blah, 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 blah. But every company does it fucking differently. And that's why there's so much stupid confusion about this shit nowadays. Well, and stupid. To be kind of fair, I mean, like, the workers, the, the actual guys that are working retail, like... Because I worked at Software Etc. a long, long time ago, which was kind of like a predecessor to EB Games or whatever. And when when we were there, you know, these it was annoying because they'd be like, "We're having a promotion, and you have to do this, and you have to know about that." And you know, it'd be like for this console game, you know, there'd be 
the, the you know not so much the pre-order but there'd be some stupid hype thing that you had to do and it was like a pain in the ass you know you you know you it's you just well, want to the GameStop employees they were they're required they have a quota they have to meet monthly on yeah orders I mean it's a pain it's it's like God can I just do the job and sell the stuff do I have to know about every single promotion for every single game yeah seriously you know though, I, mean, I mean it should be uh, seriously it has to be made easier. On, on everybody. That's why I like to buy on the web, because it's automated, you know? Oh, but even then, dude, I mean, you're buying on the web, but it's screwed up, because even yeah. they don't... Even the game company doesn't know exactly, okay, the game's going to be released at this date, or so they think, and then, oh, well, there's yeah. a delay, or whatever. But it works out pretty well. And then, you know, then, then there's pre-order codes to deal sure, with. but they... It's well, a- historically, GameStop is, in its endless quest to get pre-orders, is notorious for breaking... Or saying that games are going to come out on such data, they're going to have such and such price long before it's actually even announced. Like, yeah, totally. Usually find out because there's some random retail listing on GameStop.com about when a game's oh, supposed yeah. to come out. Or well, shoot, like like, like a one one that's near and dear to my heart, like the Guitar Hero World Tour that's coming out. I mean, GameStop had like information out on that, like, oh, it's going to be released on this date, like October twenty something, you know. Yeah, they had an actual day. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not totally buying into that. Sure. You know, and they had, like, the exact price point that it was going to be sold out and everything. I'm like, man, you better watch out because, you know, what if they did go, oh, we actually need to charge, like, 10 extra dollars for, you <laughs> well, know, something. Like, a clause for that. Yeah, you know. Red they'll, Octane. They'll charge you whatever the price is. If it's more, then you get charged more. That's the way their pre-orders work. I don't know. It's just, it seems kind of really lame to me how, how that whole thing works out there. So, I don't know. Well, it's just no surprise to me that it's confused. It's just a lot of stuff to keep track of. And true. Everybody does, like you said, Jay, everybody does it differently. Oh, this is how ours works, and we're special because it's a good idea because our marketers are paid to think Original fluffy thoughts. <laughs> Happy original fluffy thoughts. And now that we're suitably angry, shall we play uh, the Derek uh, or the Oops? <gasps> what? You. I've outed the nameless one's name. The nameless one. His name. Yeah. Every time that happens, like a angel dies or something. <laughs> uh. Anyway, shall I we like roll to it? think that a little bunny rabbit dies. Yeah. You know. You say tomato. I say tomato. Let's roll it. You fucking knew. I'm reporting you and you're going to get your account banned for exploiting. What these shitbags have forgotten is that a beta tester is supposed to break the game in every way possible. Beta testing has recently lost its point. Today, a beta is nothing more than an excuse for a player to wag their penis and brag about how they got to play a free game. Real testing is at a minimum since most of the prepubescents refuse to report bugs and instead exploit them, thinking that if they exploit a bug in the beta phase of a game, they are somehow bettering their lives. God forbid said bug affects PvP. Try to replicate and confirm a bug, and those witnessing you will turn into the Hulk. Only instead of rippling muscles, there are several, several hundred pounds of fat. And some have the purple Hulk, purple Hulk deal going on due to high blood pressure. Then there's those who would pay large sums of money to beta test a game. No self-respecting beta tester would resort to bribery just to QA a game. No, those who actually care about QA will hope that whatever game they are not testing does not turn into the next Conan or Vanguard. 
Ranting aside, there are plenty of those out there who put forth the effort to see a game succeed. It's just a small group who happens also to be the loudest that is pushing the beta phase in the wrong direction. A beta isn't a privilege. It's a point where the developer can properly QA a game and not have to pay for the extra help. And if you aren't doing your job, then get the fuck out. So what are your thoughts, Jay? Um, Still really? gathering? My my favorite part was the uh, in, the purple Incredible purple Hulk. Hulk. Yes, that, that, was a, uh, that was a great analogy there. I think I've seen someone like that, re- really, honestly, on one of... Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen it. Yeah. I'm so mad! You know, well, you I, I, agree, like I agree with what he has to say, especially when it comes to, like, closed beta testing. I mean, it's... Yeah. You, know, you got all these people there, and but a lot of people are just there to like leak stuff on YouTube or or um. What oh is yeah, that? what is that other website that like uh, totally uh, gameleaks.com, which like, like totally leaks like ev- all the information about games. Taking the high road every time. Just yeah, I. But I, you know when yeah. when you get into an open beta situation, when you're in open beta, you do whatever. Open beta is is like you know what. Most of the, everybody who's in open beta, and there's a reason why it's called open beta, is because no the game's pretty much done. The so game that you see in open beta is what you're going to get for the most part when when they release it on uh, disc. I so. think, I I honestly believe what you're saying is true. I think that when they get to the open beta phase for an MMO at least, I think that they just want they're mostly concerned. They don't care what the hell you're doing. You know, if they get a few reports of bugs great you know but i think yeah, they're, they're just, just trying to, they're trying to measure there. server load yeah. and performance and just trying to see if the thing's going to stay apart or fall apart at the seams under the the load as people too many people go into an instance at the same time or too many people congregate in a city or you know i think they're just kind of looking at they're taking a step back and taking a thousand foot view of their their environment and seeing what happens the last closed beta i was involved in was i think it was city of heroes um, and I reported quite a few bugs there, and I think that a lot of people there, you know, were pretty diligent about doing that. They weren't just there to fart around or anything like that, although we were having fun while we were doing it. Oh, I was having a blast, yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, there were a lot of bugs we reported, and, and they all got fixed, and really, City of Heroes had a pretty clean launch. Um, uh, what do you think, Noah? We've already talked about this topic in a previous Channel Massive Roundtable, I think. Well, I think we talked about it to a certain extent, but I mean, uh, you know, people who get into, you know, we're talking about, I think that episode we were talking about breaking the NDA. Yeah. I think that was where... Well, I think that kind of ties into what what he said about people are really just getting, and I think we talked about this, people want to get into the beta just because they want to play before everybody else. Yep. And it's really annoying, and it's just kind of it's in a question whether you should have it's like a necessary evil yeah, and I've noticed across across the blogosphere is that a lot of press beta they call it the press beta and a lot of bloggers who have been uh, I don't know maybe stroking <laughs> stroking mythic's penis so to speak <laughs> have, have gotten the beta I, like like for the listeners, I haven't been stroking their penis so the therefore I haven't got a beta invite for the listeners, you can 
we were watching Jason, and we could see that he was trying to come up with something that wasn't going to offend anyone, and then he just had this look of momentary look of confusion, gave up <laughs> altogether, and just no, blurted that well, one out. The problem is, is when we're talking moment. about Mythic and Warhammer, all that I'm thinking about is Paul Barnett. So when you say that, it just automatically lumps Oh, you were together. thinking Paul Barnett's penis. Yeah. Or no, I think that's not where we were going. <laughs> and Jason, it's like, I haven't stroked the penis bubble out of my coat. God, no. I'm well. just saying that, you know, there's just been a lot of talk around that's the blogosphere lately about how people are getting into the, in, you know, they're getting into the press beta. I didn't even for, know, I guess, for Warhammer Online. And so, so unaffiliated press-wise, I didn't know there was a press beta. Well, see, the, the problem is, is that we're channel massive, and therefore we will never receive a press beta. <laughs> we are somewhere. Into we an MMO. Even, like... Like I think that when you um, when you f- do beta applications and you say you're affiliated with anyone, any kind of a website or a blog, automatic disqualification. Automatic disqualification. But I think if they saw us, they'd be like, "Those guys are so mean about our <laughs> company." <laughs> they'd be like, "Not only would you really not let them in, but stand for that email. If they register, those sons of bitches register for the game, we're just going to make sure all kinds of weird glitches happen to them, which would exactly explain what's happening to me within Seasoft right now. Oh. I think they figured it out. Oh well. <laughs> Thanks. Oh well, I'll just stop playing. Huh? I guess uh, don't, they, they taught me. <laughs> no more money. Uh, thanks, Derek. That was good. I, I yeah, liked. I liked some of the imagery you Colorful evoked. language. Yeah, you. You're very. That was very good. And I guess that concludes the. Mi- oh. 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 Uh. Oh yeah. We already asked our, oh, our yeah, yeah. W- one half of our suite. Well, not actually. We have quite a few listeners in Sweden, but of the two that have written in, we did ask one to please resend your resend your your audio submission via Skype to us because it did come out pretty pretty weird. And you two listeners can join our wonderful show. Yes. Of course we're biased. Well, we think it's wonderful. <laughs> Maybe it's not so wonderful, but you can join in <laughs> and say something nice or rude or anything. Take us to task or give us a compliment or bring up a excellent topic for us to talk about, like Derek frequently does. Yes. Channel Massive, we suck less than others. <laughs> <laughs> and you can do that by emailing us at mail at channelmassive.com. M-A-I-L. Or like the enterprising Swedes, you can send us a Skype voicemail via Skype to channel.massive.skype. Or if you want to be like the nameless one, you can send us an audio recording, MP3 format preferably. Yeah, Easy. waves, whatever. Yeah, MP3 yeah. Can, is smaller. So. Yeah, to mail at channelmassive.com. And if you're a scantily clad woman, you can send us pictures or full motion video to M-A-L-E at channelmassive.com. Uh, of course, that goes to Jim and we would never see it, so, you know, it could be a wasted effort and <laughs> that's fine. You're saying Jim's a wasted effort? Oh. Well, oh, no, uh, what, what I meant was, um, well, this is where I just fade out because it's an awkward <laughs> moment so that no one will ever know. One, two, three, here we go. One, two, three, here we go. Ben Rama, trash people. No sex, no sex, the Ben Rama now. And now it's time for the weekend. <laughs> What do we have tonight? Our first oh. story? 
my god, so much... There's so much, like, law and politics going on. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, New York Governor David Patterson signed a video game bill into law the other day that requires parental controls on all consoles, pushes new game rating enforcement, and launches a state-backed study of video games and violence. The bill mm. takes effect in 2010. Um, according to Kotaku. Yeah, according to Kotaku.com, uh, laws that try to enforce the rating system by providing fines against retailers have been ruled an unconstitutional you know, over and over again, um, you know, especially like in states like California, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Minnesota, you know, as a couple of examples. Um, the ESA, the Entertainment Software Association, they ended up collecting heavy, hefty damages from the states at taxpayer expense. Sweet. As That's a what result. we need to be spending our money on. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's just a big, you know, according to um, you know, Senior Vice President Richard Taylor of the uh, ESA says the government intrusion will cost taxpayers money and impose unconstitutional mandates for activities and technologies that are already voluntarily in place. It also unfairly singles out the video game industry over all other forms of media. But Jason, it's the video game industry that's killing our children. Yeah, it is. Same I with mean, you know, you're, you're talking like uh, Grand Theft Auto Four. You know how many children you know, died Conan's last week boobies. from video games? Yeah, tons. tons. It's terrible. It's killing them all. I mean, ruining their lives. You know what cracks me up about this is that you know they go ahead and pass this bill on the state level, yet short-lived bill at the you know we're talking at the I guess the federal level now uh, federal appeals court struck down uh, the Copa Act which from the uh, Copa Cabana yes from the Copa Copa Cabana Cabana well, he is gonna be crushed yeah he finds out about this so thing. anyway so that happened and then shortly afterwards, gonna federal crazy. appeals court struck She's down his unconstitutional Clinton-era law, God bless you, Billy boy, um, that would have forced websites with adult material to verify visitors' ages, uh, dealing another blow to the government. That was a... Uh, it die, was like government a ten, die. You know, This has been going on for like 10 years now. This is all part of your libertarian agenda, right, Jason? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Just so, to make it clear. all right. So, how does this affect MMOs? Well, you know, here's the thing: is that you know you can't. Basically, what they're saying, what the federal government is, is basically saying is that you cannot censor stuff on the internet. That's got to include video games, right? Well, yep. You know, if they're online, such as MMOs, I mean, you can't censor boobies in Age of Conan. No. You know, you can't censor language in Age of Conan either, really, if you oh think goodness. about it. Uh, you know, so so on the federal level, you know, basically they're, you know, th this kind of... I'm just... I, I wish a lawyer would call, would, would call into the show or email us and explain how this... These two things? 
This is like a diverse, unified platform. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. What, yeah. How this would affect what what the ruling was in New York just recently. Yeah, these two things cannot. Yeah, they cannot bills, coexist. If these two together things collide, they will explode. And you know, as far as you know, my thinking, you know, and I, I'm not a lawyer, nor do I play one on TV. Jason is not a lawyer, nor does he <laughs> pretend to be one on TV. Exactly. He does possess. A few minutes of study. You know, Noah is our resident uh, Apollo Justice over here. And I once worked in a law library. That makes us veritable paralegals. We are, well, and I can't move my left foot. Yeah, so if we're talking about freedom of speech on the internet, then then you have to include games in that that argument. Yeah. I, hey, you know, I'm all for it. Let's, let's, let's uh, just... Not allow children to be exposed to anything on a state level, but everything on a federal level. Yeah, you know, and it's just Whatever one of those cases That's where... A, it's crazy. You know, you've got, like, all these different governmental bodies trying to... Well, they're trying to get... They're trying to get voters for their next big thing, right? Oh, sure. And it's all like, we gotta save the children. It's always the about the children. We gotta save the children from the evil that is the internet and Age of Conan. That's what we gotta do. And then, you know, it's like I I'd rather spend my taxpayer money on. Yeah, it's funny. It's like these websites they're saying, okay, you need to you need to get age verification. How do you do that? How do you get age verification on the internet? You can't. It's you can't. In, it's insane because somebody's gonna you fake their age on the scan, internet. You know, it's like you need you need like <laughs> yeah, you need you need a retinal scan to 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 track somebody from a birth certificate that's somehow linked to it. It's just not going to happen. It's, and, it's crazy. Yeah, God only knows the ACLU. If, if that ever happened, yeah. ACLU would be on top of that. Like, they'd be like, like Jason would go to log in and they'd be like, you are not big boob girl for sex 69. <laughs> the hell I'm Why not? are you trying to Skype Mark again? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'd like to spend my taxpayer money on things like, you know, protecting the environment, maybe getting... Coming up with alternative fuel sources. Has anybody been outside lately? It's like 300 degrees. I mean, <laughs> it's not good. Much other. I mean, I want yeah, to protect I, I'd my. I'd rather worry about some more stuff, uh, pending but, issues than yeah. than video games and and their supposed you know, impact they have, on. They have consumer grade software that you can install to filter your kids, or if you're really if your kids especially smart and good at bypassing stuff, you can. You can get, like, you know, a firewall that has content filtering built in. You know, a hardware, you know, firewall. And if all else, feel, if all you, else fails... You could go Amish. <laughs> yeah, you could go Amish, I suppose. And if all else fails, you as a parent just need to get off your ass and find out what your kid is doing. Yeah, the most painful thing. You actually get involved. Yeah. Sound seller! This segment is dedicated to Kanker. <laughs> we love you, Kanker. The man, the myth, the god, the greatest, the greatest WoW player I know. He used to write us, didn't he? Oh yeah, he occasionally will get drunk and comment like eleven times during an episode, which is utterly priceless. And we wish I, you'd come back to us, Kanker. Come back. We're we're slowly 
slowly quitting Age of Conan <laughs> one, one podcaster at a time. In Age of Conan news, um, buddy keys are now available. Kinker, I got a buddy key for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have opened, uh, Funcom's opened the first part of the buddy key program. Um, so everybody who's purchased a collector's edition can now invite up to five friends. Um, they can try the game for seven days without purchasing the box, of course. Um, so you just got to log into your account, choose the buddy program, follow all the instructions there, and then, uh, you know, send an email to whatever buddy you've got, and uh, they'll get a buddy key. Hey, buddy. If they want to, yeah. Hey, buddy. <laughs> you want to play some Major Conan? Do you have a potty buddy? Doesn't on- Onigato want a beta? I don't know. Well, he did, but I don't know. Maybe he's betrayed us I now. made him Maybe the guild leader. One. So, oh, oh, so now, now he's, he's the guild leader? Yeah, when I was gone, he managed to level ah. two characters to 70, and kind of kept things together, so I was like, why don't you be the leader? <laughs> You're way better at it than <laughs> I could Thank you for doing be. that in our absence, Onigato. Oh, yeah, he rules. So, um, anyway, so that's an interesting thing. Well, and speaking it's, it of... It took so long to do it. Yeah, so it did. So is it precipitous, is, or is it coincidental? Well, actually, I don't think it took that long to do, because it's kind of... It hasn't really been, what, three three months? Four months? Long. Yeah. Oh, my God! The new headline is... We've got a breaking news. Fun, no, Funcom investors jump ship as Age of Conan flounders. Courtesy no! of Wow Riot, a subsection of the GameRiot.com website. Now I would assume that a, a an area of a website named after Wow probably is heavily invested in charting any type of missteps or failures of any competition, which in this case would be Age of Conan. Which we wouldn't actually be quite up on this if it weren't thanks to another monger. Yes. Nameless one. Constantly nameless sending one. us all the updates of Conan's steady failure. And other good stuff, too. Yeah, he's he's on top of it, and he's keeping us in the game here. So, it's... So, since the launch of Age of Conan, according to this chart from Wow Riot, the stock price of Funcom has declined 60% from $54 on May 20th to $21.80 on July 15th. Buy high, sell low. That's what I always say. Nobody, <laughs> nobody ever does it. There's other, there's other elements of the story that talk about how, well, aside from stockholders selling off all their shares of Funcom, the Age of Conan forums have come under the iron fist of a tyrannical moderators who instantly either lock or delete any threads that critique anything about the game. Man, I could so do that job. That would rule. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's also been an instance, I think one of the more interesting uh, things highlighted is that someone tried to cancel their account, or they did cancel their account, and then they were still charged for another month of service days later. Honestly, that, that kind of thing happens a lot in the industry, whether you're paying Blizzard for your account. Yeah. And then, you know, there's the female animation debacle that happened. There's the PvP stuff that's not quite as glowing as everybody had hoped it would be. And then apparently servers are have become ghost towns and, and people are petitioning trying to get the servers consolidated so that a feeling of community could be brought back. At least so says the WoW guys. The WoW Riot folks over at Game yeah. Riot. 
And they, they summed it up basically with this quote. If you're not convinced, think about these facts. Funcom is already working on a new MMO using the Age of Conan engine. Funcom already? Released, Funcom released inflated subscription and sales numbers to the press. Funcom is allowing billing to continue past account cancellation. And last but not least, Funcom squelches any dissent in its official forums. Hmm. Sounds like propaganda to me. Oh yeah, and then X Fire, which I guess is a way it's a way to track yeah, social usage. thing, yeah. There's but not everybody little, uses X Fire. No, it's I a sampling, know. basically. Yeah. And that that's also apparently got a steady decline from June first to July fifteenth. Another fun little graph. It's it's like kinda of like a Ross Perot. Last in the past, now, see here. Now what we got here? We got, we got we got us age of age of subscriptions. Chart here, we got this chart, chart right here. here. Now, now so, you can clear. Oh, sorry. Well, right, and, and this editorial basically sums up why are you wasting your time on this game? And if you are, you should comment to, to their column because obviously they say you can't use the official forums because you'll be censored and blocked <laughs> or banned. Wow. So use the Wow Right article if you're angry about Conan and think that the game sucks to share your opinion. Or just... Or dig the article is actually their more direct request. Send us an email or a Skype call or something because I'd like to hear if people are angry and frustrated and I'd like to discuss it. I, I, and of course there's all these folks who are bloodthirsty about Warhammer coming on. They're like... I saw this coming, blah, 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 because, you know, they want Warhammer to be very successful. Oh, yeah. They're very excited about that game. Or there's people who love Warcraft, and they don't want to play anything else. And see, I don't understand, like, like that's what I don't understand. Like, why do you have to bask in the glory of a failing game? Every time a game fails, it's not good. It's a bad thing for the MMO community. It's not good to be on, like, for your team to be winning because you play this game and another game fails. Every time a game fails, it's a sad thing, I think. I think it's... Yeah, these are it's, people's it's, livelihoods. This is It's people's businesses. jobs. It, so also, why, it also breeds pessimism among the public yeah. as to whatever the next yeah, big it makes, thing is it makes investors more down, shy, gun-shy to invest in some IP brought to life that you might love to see. So it's like... Like you know, right now I've I've made a decision to you know put my MMO time back into WoW because I have some very specific goals that I want to achieve in it. It's like, but God, I don't want Age of Conan to be gone and flounder either. You know, I haven't actually canceled my account or anything. I'm just saying I'm playing most of my game times going into one game. But you know, wh- I just haven't had a chance really to play a lot of Age of Conan lately. So that's been kind of my, you know, it's not like I have like this major malaise or hate towards Age of Conan. No, it's now. just... No, it's just I, I just haven't had a chance to and, play it. And plus, I've been playing a lot of Nintendo lately. And when you so. do sit down to play it, <laughs> you need, like, a nice chunk of time to get back into it. Yeah, I do. I do. That's so true. And, you know, it's like, everybody knows we uh, utterly fucking hate Vanguard, right? I mean, there's no no coming out and saying we don't we hate lie. it. We We love Vanguard. Okay, that we love that Vanguard's what we secretly get to... That's actually how we keep our instant messaging program. It's our, thin, <laughs> our ultra-thick yeah. instant messaging client. But, like, we weren't happy when, when you know, Sigil went under because of Brad McQuaid. We wanted to crucify Brad McQuaid, but, you know, that was really sad, and nobody here was happy about it. It just made us hate, you know, what, what that guy did it from a leadership us. point of view more than anything. We, we rose from the ashes because of Vanguard. And it's true. So we owe a lot to Vanguard, actually. Oh, yeah. This thank, podcast thank you, thank does. Thank you, Brad McQuaid, you fuckhead. 
Um, but and if you're a listener, please write us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I just don't understand the the us versus them philosophy that you see. I think a lot of it is. I think a lot of it is a lot of sky. The sky is falling mentality. Yeah, I think so. Where too. people say, "Oh my God, this is going on here," you know, and there have been a lot of patches. I mean, there it's been ridiculous well, how well, much, how many patches have gone into that game, and how how much, uh, you know, character rebalancing has gone in so far. It's it's been quite astonishing. It's kind of a repeating cycle, though. It's like when Lotro came out, it was it was just. You know, it, it swelled up huge with subscribers and then, you know, down to a, to a low number somewhere. And prob- I'm, I'm not sure exactly, probably 200, 250,000. Same, rough, roughly the same numbers as EverQuest 2. I think that's what most of these games are going to end up at. You know, I think Age of Conan hit like 750,000 or something like that. I think it's going to go back, it's going to come down to Earth, you know. just going to be a fraction of the MMO players that want to play it. Now, will that happen with Warhammer? Well, I don't know, you know? I mean... Oh, no, it, 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 it will. I think it's definitely a possibility. It, I, I to think, some extent, uh, it I don't think it's will. a possibility. I think it's a definite probability. It, it, it you may... Know, it's, I, I in think, spite of all of the the praising of, by people who have never even oh, touched no, the Oh, no, I'm just saying it's just a natural... Of characters that they have... It's a natural <laughs> occurrence, you know? Some, everybody wants to try the next new thing. That's what we all do, yeah. Everybody wants to try the next new car that comes out... And, and and when it doesn't meet every single expectation that they that they have, then they're going to go back to their old bag. After they write something about it on their blog. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> I'm leaving this game because blah 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 blah. I mean, this this phenomenon is similar to the whole console versus console versus PC thing, it's right? So much like so. That. From your point of view, I mean, you you see that all the time, and you're you're a pretty much I think an equal I hope I don't get you in trouble with your Nintendo joke crew but oh, you're yeah, pretty much lots of us got have a, multiple consoles yeah you've got a f- you got a foot in each each yeah a- I mean there's those of us that have Xbox 360s or PlayStation 3s or PSPs yeah. and there's something it, it's very similar it's 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 so subjective whether you like a game or not you know there's that's why Matrix Online is still around and Star Wars Galaxy is still around because there's still some people out there who like that for what it's worth. It's just not yeah, a lot of Call people. is still around. EverQuest is still around. Ultima Online is still around. Yeah, Vanguard's still around. I just think it, it, what annoys me is when people get this emotional and passionate about it and they haven't played it. I mean, we we here at Channel Massive can be a little bit guilty about that because we got very excited about Age of Conan without having played it, but I don't think we were declaring it was going to be the new leader or is going to change everything you know it's just whatever you happen to like and just people getting so passionate about this it's like it's i think another metaphor for or another comparison could be the people who get really caught up in ford versus chevy or one football team versus another it's just this stupid human nature bullcrap yeah just go where it's fun and we can certainly bitch about and point out things that we don't like in one game or another denver broncos versus the oakland raiders yeah, that's another great example. Fuck Oakland. Fucking stupid <laughs> bastards. Fucking there goes all our Oakland listeners. So much for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the point is, hey, you know, it's an interesting it's an interesting observation. I don't know if, if it's true or founded yet, but, you know, perhaps the Age of Conan numbers are declining. If the stock price thing that they posted was accurate, that's pretty amazing for Funcom. Yeah, that's too bad. Especially since they just raked in a whole bunch of money. 
Uh, and you know, it's like <laughs> I can kind sure of how see that works. The, the luster of the game wears off yeah. after a while. And uh, I mean, I, I wrote an email to you guys all about it before Age of Conan came out, and none of you responded. <laughs> I'm like, what are we going to be doing after we get tired of Age of Conan? Because I knew that it was going to happen. Sure, sure. Um, and Mark's plan was already set, so it's already in effect. He's going back to Warcraft. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I must admit, in, in spite of the fact that uh, you know, it's it's not like the best game that I've ever played for me personally. I still have some nostalgia about it. I really like my character. I love the people that we played with in the Chimamas of Guild. And that's the thing is the community we have there. Yeah, and like and, you said, Mark, when you play Age of Conan, if those folks aren't around, we don't have nearly as many people to play with. No, I just feel all alone out there. And I've met a few people in the game that are cool, but it's like... Well, some of the grinding stuff just gets old. That it's white really grindy area, right I'm, now. It's yeah. just, you know... In the, I don't know. But there's a lot of stuff that's, that I still think is really cool. I love the design I, of the cities, the visual design. The gameplay is a lot of fun. I like doing the combat combinations. Oh, the gameplay is great. It's different, you know, revolutionary for an MMO. I guess the thing for me is I think, you know, I'd like to maybe check it out again when an expansion comes out. It's just like what Which, we did with City of Heroes. We yeah. kind of abandoned that for a couple of years and then yeah, we came waited. back. City of Villains came out and went back and then... For whatever reason, we just went back again, and you know. But you know, to all that end, I mean, just this experience with Age of Conan has further solidified for me my hesitancy to even—not that I've ever said I would—but touch Warhammer with a ten-foot pole until like a year goes by. Well, maybe not a year, but like six months. I (laughs) just—I could see the same story happening, and you know, I'd be sitting there with like a fifty-dollar game, paying fifteen bucks a month, and just be like, "Uh." "Well, Jason and I'll be all over it." Oh yeah, I know. Maybe if it's if it does. Because we're, we're like gluttons for punishment yeah, when it, it comes changes to any the, new MMO. If it changes the way the world works when it comes out, as predicted. But how are you going to juggle your time between that and Wrath of the Lich King? I don't know. That's going to be. <laughs> that'll be. That'll really help you determine real fast which one you like better. Well, a member of the um, channel Massive Guild is actually beta testing um, Warhammer. Ah, oh, really? So, cool. Of course, you know. Can't talk about He can't that. say it and. We can't, and you can't mention his name, or else, yeah. or else for fear of banment. It's not open right now. Now, don't they wish they were in but, our channel, Massive Guild? Yeah, <laughs> nah. but I'm curious to see, you know, his, his thoughts. Oh well, we've beaten that one to death. Hey yo, Green. I feel like I'm turning green too. From Bill Bixby to some incredible hope shit. I don't even know why you give me shit like this to spit to. So I'm having problems concentrating on. I don't know. It's like I'm. I have. I've got my guitar. <laughs> and we're doing a podcast, and I'm playing this console game, and listening to some Beethoven, and. And you're listening to Muse currently. And Muse. Do you think I could have ADHD? Uh-oh. You're pretty hyperactive. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like because I'm doing the podcast as I always do on my treadmill. Uh, <laughs> you know, with my full ESPN viewing center as well. So apparently, casual games are just what the doctor ordered. Sweet. Maybe I'll play Bejeweled. Or Pagel or something or like Pagel, that. Or how about desktop tower defense? You really are ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> ADHD unmasked. Get your cravings under control, This was it. a survey conducted by Information Solutions Group on behalf of 
PopCap Games. Yeah, who, of on course, behalf of PopCap yeah. Games. Yeah, which is like the king of <laughs> casual gaming. They're like the mother load. That's like that survey. That's like that groundbreaking research they did that was People Are Hungry, paid for by McDonald's to research the... Uh, anyway, sorry. Anyway, apparently there, there are casual game titles... Um, appear to lessen symptoms of ADHD by increasing attention span, providing stress relief, and by improving memory strength and focus. Huh? Um. Oh, okay, wait a minute. So where are we again? <laughs> uh. Yeah, it seems that uh, apparently children with ADHD often lack the sense of control that come much more easily. To their non-ADHD peers. And playing casual games such as Pagel and Bejeweled, among others, is one area in their lives in which these children can experience some sense of control, with the added benefit of achieving success in something. Unless they can't get to level 100. Yeah, unless yeah, unless there's some kind of level aspect, and then hey, it just fuckers. drives them nuts. <laughs> <laughs> too close to home. Well, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think you're going to hyperactively kill us because you can't get to level 100. Yeah, no. possibly. I just decided it wasn't the game for me. <laughs> um, I think it's kind of weird because the what's cool about casual games is they don't require they don't always require a lot of investment in terms of time or sometimes they're just simple to play I, and you don't have to think about it a lot. Like Pagel, you just there's you can yeah. be strategic about it or you can just hit the button. I think they're easy to start playing. But I think the time commitment's a lot higher than what you expect. You know what I mean? Like with like an MMO, you're like, all right, I'm gonna get back into Age of Conan. Now it's gonna, I'm gonna need about a three hour play play session here to really do it. Yeah. With a casual game, you're like, well, I only have you know a little bit of time, so it's I just a little fire deceptive. This up. Fourteen hours later, as you've realized that you've been in the same chair that's now molded to you, you know, it's deceptive because I in a. a and I'll tell you this right now, it really is deceptive. Puzzle Quest Warlords is just like Bejeweled, essentially, except there's, like, quests and stuff that, you know... The story they, they basically to took Bejeweled, and they turned it into a RPG, RPG. Yeah. is what they did. And I find sometimes, if I play that game, that I'll get sucked into it for, for like, a good hour or two. You know, Which just, you never intended it to be an hour or two, no, right? Exactly. Yep. yep. And exactly. then what are you left with? You're left with... Because my question is, what happens after they turn off the game? Yeah, they have a moment where they're focused on this game because it's colorful or it has nice music. And then, like you said, they get they waste all of their spare time. And then they wake up and they're like, oh, crap, there's all these different things that I have to do. Now I'm not going to get anything done. <laughs> and they just bounce around everywhere <laughs> oh before they God! have to go to sleep. And yeah. the cycle just repeats itself. And then if you played it too much, you, you dream about it while you're sleeping. I'm like oh, that with yes. Tetris. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, crap, I really screwed the pooch on this one. Well, I used to have dreams of running through Dareth. Yep. <laughs> all the time. Oh, I know, I have, I mostly dream about tedious little games, like, not tedious, but these types of games, like, dif- tower defense, <laughs> custom 100 or whatever, challenge 100, it was just like, oh, I, I, see, Must finish. I see where I failed Must before, and I'm like, it. I wake up and I'm like, Holy crap, did I just spend the entire night trying to analyze the <laughs> 85th level? So now you've added anxiety to your ADHD. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and now Marco's on a homicidal rampage. <laughs> That's when I exactly. switch over to bipolar mode. Well, I'll just make my own tower game, because I could do anything. And then 
four days. I am so bummed. <laughs> yeah, I and then you, then you cycle yourself down yeah. into a deep depression, yeah, which yeah. is an entirely I different I'll never problem. I'll be able to play Tower Defense. <laughs> well, my thought on it is that, or, or I'm sorry, are you, are you, is your thought complete, or were you still venting? Mm. Let loose your anger. No, you this is ahead. where oh, this okay. is this is the part where Mark becomes uh, philosophical. Philosophical. Some he tries to shade it with empathy. You know, saying, "Oh, let me. F- are you sure you haven't finished your thought yet? <laughs> oh, well, if not, then let me continue." Even though I've already interrupted you and started talking like you weren't talking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, Mark, please. Really, would you really like me to continue? Because I don't want to do it unless down. you want me to. Uh, oh, yeah. Thanks, Gordon. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so my point was... And that's all the time we have. <laughs> so, children are often being misdiagnosed with ADHD. So true. So many kids are middling. And so, what it's turning out to... And I only researched this recently. Well, actually... When I say I research something about children, it usually means my wife did it and told me, and I take the credit. But according to my research, it, Assistant. it, it, it seems that children are often being misdiagnosed with, with ADHD. And um, the reason, what it typically is, is like an allergic type of thing. Like they have a reaction to this food or that food or these foods don't go well with their metabolism. And so it causes like hyperactivity or, you know, all the, all the symptoms. Right. And so what do we do? We try to medically treat them. It's like, don't take away the craft sliced cheese for God's sakes. No, <laughs> give them Ritalin, right? Pump them. Like let's fundamentally alter their fucking brain chemistry. Let's not look into, do they have like a, do they have some kind of low grade food allergy that's causing, you know, this alteration of their behavior. Like when you introduce a child to caffeine, for the first time, and it's usually coupled with massive amounts of sugar. Don't tell me that's not going to change their behavior. I mean, look at what, what it do does to Jason. For Christ's sake, What's, what do you think? What do you think my problem is? I don't understand. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? It is by the it is by, I, don't, I don't get it. I, I it is by will alone that he sets his mind in motion. <laughs> it is by the juice of Safu that the <laughs> as we drink our Mountain Dew. Jason is a human computer, also known as a Mintat. Um, yeah, it's just instead of the juice of Safu, it's the juice of Mountain Dew. But <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's like all these things that are that that kids you know take or are given, and then we freak out on their behavior. And it's like let's take a simpler approach. Let's not force them to play pop cap only games <laughs> or give them fucking Ritalin. But you know, let's maybe take a look at the whole picture, maybe like a holistic approach. Okay, I've waxed philosophically time to say or not really not philosophically more just boringly but go ahead jay what's your thought no no i i, I you know i totally get what you're saying there um you know I don't, I don't buy that you know games are actually able to cure people of anything honestly i think you know whenever anybody spouts that you know yeah I, one of the big things lately has been, oh, the, the Wii can help uh, crippled people, you know, recover from injuries faster or whatever. I, I think it's a load of hooey, honestly. You know, whether you're playing, you know, I'm, I'm sure it can be used as a tool. Well, I think it can help in but, different aspects. But, but I'm not saying, you know, but saying that video games can, you know, assist in, you know, helping to to cure 
you know, psychological disorders or even physical disorders or whatever, I think is a little poppycock right now. You know, I, I mean, don't think it, I don't think it hurts, but if you, I yeah, I'm not saying that it hurts. I'm just saying that, you know, I just, you know, that you see articles like this all the time where, you know, they're all touting, you know, oh, you know, video games can, can, you know, help you, you know, Gain some sense of self-esteem, you know, or... I'm a raid leader. Yeah, you know, yeah, or, or you know, yeah, in, exactly. It turns people who are normally introverts into, into, I'm you know, totally... Girl. Yeah, I'm a party girl. You know, to- <laughs> totally, you know, out there, you know, totally is able to... Cyber. It's able to help people who are really shy come out and say, yes, you know, I can do all this. Yeah, it's bullshit. You know, I think it's just a, it's a load of crap. I think if you wanted to make an impact on your life as far as, like, lowering your blood pressure or whatever, get a pet. And it's proven. It's proven that the only <laughs> person in your life who can lower your blood pressure, calm you down, extend your life is a pet. Over your spouse, over anything, it's a pet. Just like my void walker. Just like your, your, or your succubus. She calms me down. She does calm me down with her, with her goat feet and her, her soothing whip. Her soothing whip and her, her little, her, her, uh, her, her. flirtatious laugh. <laughs> the way her horns kind of rub up, gently nudge against you and draw blood. Yeah. You know, I had a friend who was married to a succubus. <laughs> yes, I remember. He's divorced now. <laughs> So now we have a quote of the week from it's it's like an ultimate cataclysmic combination. Yeah, because actually it's a really cool you know, we we quote Tobald quite often and misquote uh-huh. him if we and can. misquote him sometimes. <laughs> Poor Tobald. Well, when you change the history <laughs> Then anyway, he's a misquote. Anyway, he's our favorite blogger in the blogosphere, <laughs> right? Um, I mean, but no, it's a really good quote, which I oh. I actually think Jim that has too. some pertinence. Um, you and know, he and, had he used his public figure status. Yes, yeah, he uses his pub, public figure status. Secure an interview. You're, you're absolutely right on Paul that. Barnett. It's a clash of public figures. Yeah, you know, I wonder. If a Paul, titan versus a titan. Do you think Paul was? <laughs> do you think he was intimidated when you know I, to I have to have? You know, Tobald asked for an interview. Well, oh, I and I, so. I, I doubt he could refuse. <laughs> oh shit! It's Tobald. I better do it. <laughs> All right. So Jason, Jason is here's a, here's a secret channel massive reveal. Jason is our primary scourer of the blogs and. He went through this he does all the work. fun interview that Tobald got to do. He it's did a really it. good interview. Yeah, it's a really great interview. Tobald got to do an, a lengthy email interview with Paul Barnett and got lots and lots of information and, and text from Paul about developing Warhammer and dealing with basic tenets of designing MMOs and comparing against other people that are out there, of course. And so Jason picked his favorite question and answer, and we're going to give you, as always, your favorite, a dramatic interpretation of the text. Tobald asked... And Tobald will be played as... Played by... Played by Noah. And Paul will be played by... 
Me. And, and I will play Timmy, the young chimney sweep, <laughs> penniless and destitute, <laughs> looking for guidance from these two great titans. Thank you for coming to our special interview. <laughs> Hi, I'm Timmy. I'm here to make some money. Do I have to undress like last time? <laughs> We're not acknowledging that. <laughs> Tobal asks, In other MMORPGs, gameplay changes dramatically when you reach the level cap. Will that be the same in Warhammer? How do you manage the design conflict of having to cater for those players who'd rather spend a long time in leveling up mode and those who want to reach the level cap as quickly as possible? Uh, you don't. You know, some people just finish things. Heck, people like finishing things. It's why jigsaws are popular with analog people. It's why books have a last page. It's why we go on journeys in our car. I like the idea of the journey being as important as the destination, sometimes more so. But some people just don't see like that. They want completion as fast as possible. So, we just don't worry about them. That type of player is really not a core hobbyist. They like to complete games. <laughs> Most of them have played a lot of MMOs. A lot. A heck of a lot. They're, they're not true fanatics of the Warhammer game. It's like saying that a man who has a one-night stand in a romant is a romantic. But our game caters for them, and it gives them a great game. But the real game is found in the journey. Found in the people who are looking for a warm, challenging, and fun game world. A place gripped with the three core drivers of of good hobby, which are skill, commitment, and imagination. <laughs> Sorry, I know I totally botched up that quote, but so you can, hey, what can I say? I, my I, I, I can't is, just uh, channel Par Paul Barnett. I can't to become. become. You have to become being Paul Barnett. Yes. My favorite line was it's like it's like saying that a man who has a lot of one night stands is a romantic. <laughs> That's a great metaphor, and you can so see the marketeering just bursting out of that Losing. quote because there's it is. all these metaphors and no answer to the damn question. It is. It, it totally. Kind of for president. Avoids, well, it oh, it, damn, it avoids the question, but it does answer it in in, in some ways. I think. Well, because they can't that, cater. You know, you you always do. You have that group of players who. You know their sole purpose, in, in especially when they're playing an MMO, is to get to the level cap faster than anybody else on the planet. That oh, yeah. is their goal. Yeah. You know they don't care about anything else. You know they're like, okay, I have to be the first person to level eighty. Lore, shmore. Yeah, to to heck with reading the lore. You know, it's just whatever. It's still all fluff. The goal is to get to eighty, and that's what I'm going to do. And if I have to stay up twenty four hours a day for a couple days to do it. That's what I'm going to do. And, you know, so I think there's a lot of truth in in that quote there. Well, what I think is funny is... And, you know, and they can't cater to that because, you know, it's like, yeah, it's fine. You know, if you, if you can make that part, you know, fun enough for that person to do it 16 well, times over with 16 different characters, then, hey, you know, you've got something there. Well, you know, and it's super easy to satisfy the person you make a level cap. If you design a game that has 80 levels, then those people will be satisfied. Mm -hmm. What I think is really interesting, and perhaps this was just he was he was getting so creative with his analogies, is that he implicitly, now if you take this just this quote, you get the implication that Warhammer doesn't have an in-game to speak of, and that 
all that they're really working on is getting to the end, and then once you get to the end game, there's nothing there. That's kind of the impl- implicit thing that he says here. He's like, oh, we, well, we, we can't focus on the end game because it's just about the journey. So what happens? And obviously we know there is an end game yeah. to Warhammer. It's it's a big deal. And it's funny that he, he had an opportunity to play up that, to basically say, one, we meet the speed racers by we have a level cap and they'll get to that and they'll be done. And that's fine. And they're going to get that and they're going to leave and who cares. But what's important is we are balancing it. We have we are satisfying both people because we have this great end game that people are going to work towards that's going to offer this and this and this and this. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that he sidestepped that because he got so caught up with all his little metaphors. Mm, that That's what a good marketer does. <laughs> Misdirect. Provide mm-hmm. colorful illustrations and continue. What do you think, Mark? Look at the monkey. <laughs> Look at the monkey. Uh, yeah, basically what you guys are saying. I, I think it's, you know, it's cool that they're, they are designing the game for people who want to enjoy the journey, so to speak. And I wouldn't expect any other answer from him. I mean, he wouldn't say, Hey, screw you guys. You want to play a bloody game that has content in the middle. It's all about the end game. You know, I wouldn't You're ex- going to be killing 3,000 scorpions. Yeah. You <laughs> level 30 to level 50. We've got a zone and it's nothing but level one boss. And you just go and you kill them all. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's going to change the way you play MMOs forever. Uh, yeah, just like just, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> like Led Zeppelin. Not like the Beatles. Uh, but, yeah, I just... I don't know. I just... It's like whatever. I... I uh, it's, an, it's a good interview. The whole thing's pretty cool, you know, if you're into yeah, it. definitely check it out. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, I don't have any other... Anything great to say except... Can I put my clothes back on, guys? <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> Thank you. What time is it now? Time for Blood Oster! Now in Smell-O-Vision. <laughs> what are we blogosterying about? Well, this week's blogostery isn't so much a you know, mass extinction level event that we normally like to report. More like a tiny blip? Well, I wouldn't even call it that. We've actually had our first sighting of a blogger who was uh, disturbed by the blogosteria segment itself. You mean he's aware of the blogosteria? Actually, I believe it's a she. She is aware of the blogosteria segment? Right. Had a listener. This, this, <laughs> comes, this comes via Mystic Worlds, um... And this happened when I went well right before I went on vacation. Actually, uh, th- this uh, article is entitled "I Was a Gamer Before I Was a Blogger." Biatch, <laughs> biatch. <laughs> actually, biatch wasn't in there. <laughs> I like your interpretation. <laughs> anyway, uh, this comes from. We'll just go by the. We'll go by the the hardcore, the hardcore elite name. Su- su- 
Sela? Is it Sela? Sela, if, if I'm if I'm mispronouncing your, your handle, please uh, In the house. go ahead and give us a call. Um. Anyway, this is titled, uh, I was a gamer before I was a blogger, and this is in reference to our Blogosteria segment. Before I wrote my first word on the internet about games, I was a gamer. I started playing Ashram's Call while home on medical leave. As an avid lover of all things fantasy, I was so mesmerized by the concept of playing a game online with other people, I felt compelled to write about it. By the time I moved over to Ashram's Call 2... My mind was alight with all sorts of stories and tales about my MMO adventures that I wanted to chronicle. What being in a virtual world was like, what I was doing, what kinds of characters I was playing, and the types of people I met. I set up a website and for the past seven years I've been writing about the games I've played in one form or another. I'm not a professional blogger, I would however be writing regardless just not on the internet. I'm getting more than a little ticked off by people, podcast show hosts, writers for commercial gaming sites, and some comments I've read recently that lump bloggers together as though we're the single entity with a, shri- with a shared mind, attitudes, and behavior. The overmind. Oh, the, sorry. Yeah, yes, exactly. The podcast from Channel Massive, in particular, tends to utter these comments more than most. I get the impression that they feel as though they're a cut above the rest. Why is that, I wonder? I find their blogosteria section, where they tend to poke fun at the blogging community for blowing something out of proportion rather ironic, given their podcast's intro stick with that brutal reference to Vanguard. Bloggers are no longer the same as all Americans, Europeans, Asians, etc. I'm writing about games because I'm passionate about them, and I like to share my experiences and thoughts. No one is paying attention... I'm sorry. (laughs) Freudian slip. Freudian slip there. No one is paying me to write about them or telling me what to write. When there is a growing feeling or seemingly pervasive opinion, there might just be a root cause. Is there an increasing increasing negativity about recent MMOs? From where I sit slash read, there seems to be one. Does that mean that it's the dominant or only opinion? No. And because that opinion may be shared across some or more widely read blogs, parenthesis, I don't count mine among that tier, close parenthesis, does that mean that... That they are all in cahoots and working together to bring down the population morale? No. Is there some little league of blogging conspirators I certainly wasn't invited to join? Consider this general rule of analytic thinking that correlation does not constitute causation. Speaking for myself, I'm just a gaming enthusiast writing about the games I play. Nothing more, nothing less. I have no agenda other than sharing my ideas, feelings, and opinions about MMOs, some of which may spark thoughtful dialogue. There are lots of different blogs out there. Some are purely personal journals of the gamers' MMO experiences, while others cross over into discussing gaming news and general commentary. Blogs are as Blogs are as diverse as the people writing them. There is no common them or 
quote-unquote, those bloggers. If a group of blogs shares the same opinion, there is probably a reason why they are in agreement. I'm sure there are followers, as that behavior exists in any community. However, there is no shared brain or conclave of bloggers off cackling in a corner, plotting what <laughs> negative set of posts to publish next. Not reading blogs you don't like is easy. Stop going there. If you're still high on a particular game and a podcast show isn't, stop listening. There are enough sites, blogs, and podcasts out there for you to find the ones that share your opinions and sensibilities. Hmm, I think I'll take my own advice and cut Channel Massive out of my podcast rotation. See how easy that was? I feel at peace with your dental reading. I am. Of those I, 700 words? I am at peace. <laughs> Oh, wow! So, 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 what do you think? Do we do we tend to buttonhole like just a particular portion of the blogosphere? I think no. I think the only <laughs> sin we're guilty of is continuously forgetting to post the show notes that we promise every episode. It is true. It lists all if, these if fine we did, people's If we blogs did, then you'd probably, you know. Because and you is, know, the, the, the funny thing is is that we don't even include like half of the blogs that... I know, we need to, we need to, um... That we actually, to, that, that, you know, you know, the instance of last week, I believe, which was the whole Warhammer Online blow-up where they yeah. announced the the city cuts and the class cuts and whatever. Um, there were tons, tons of blogs who who talked about that, and I don't think you guys even mentioned half of them. To no, be perfectly honest with you, we just you. listed the. Uh, the ones yeah, that- I mean, you just talked about some of the ones that you know you guys found a little hilarious and everything. So, well, that's the point. I mean, if 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 all if if <laughs> if the blogs were boring and people weren't. You know, go, getting a little bit out there. You know, I mean, <clears throat> if if <laughs> my stupid attempt at blogging about the whole um, uh, comparing people who work on their yards too much to people who mm who you know put too much time in MMOs, right? That would be fodder for for this if we'd had totally. it back oh, then. Definitely, because you know at the and time you know I, I was I was full of passion and conviction and was going to be super parent and you know <laughs> I just I just really felt strongly and I was definitely you know out of bounds and it, it's just really funny in retrospect and it would have been hilarious to make fun of it you know I would have yeah. totally made fun of myself for that and but I think what we do is that what we need to do. The thing we need to do is just to give more recognition to each person's contribution to the blogist area. I agree. Um, because what we do, what we're doing, is accidentally lumping them together. Yeah, and, the, and that's the thing. I mean, she, she, I don't know. If that's, I, she, this blogger, mm-hmm. we believe maybe female, um, kind of makes this sweeping statement that we're taking all blogs that we're, we're belittling, belittling blogging as a concept as a whole and we're grouping all of them into one single mindset and that's not true it's we there's there is an mmo issue that may come up that everybody gets really upset about we express our own opinions about it sometimes we agree with the bloggers sometimes we don't and we have now we're not like here to be 100 accurate all the time but we do represent both sides of the story if some bloggers are, think this way and then some think the other way and just the way that people get so 
crazy passionate about it and sometimes sanctimonious or ridiculous makes it all the more interesting. It's like reading the National Enquirer sometimes. You get into it because there's an entertainment factor to yeah, it's it. It's like a headline that grabs you, right? And yeah, like, and the, I mean, these people are, there. a lot of them are good writers and they have good points to make, but sometimes it's, you know, it's worth taking a step back and looking at... Do, do we hate the bloggers' fear? No. No, that's part of, I mean, we're involved in it. Yeah, I, I do think we are we are part of that. I mean, we, granted, we don't the... really blog on our website at all. We, you know, we pretty you know sometimes we do, but it's never, you know, it's always just some little stupid blurb about something. Yeah, I mean, we put the primary primary focus of what we we we're doing with our show is to put out a podcast. Yeah, and I don't think we have as a group, you know. The spare we're time not smart to be, enough to blog. We're, is what yeah, we're, trying to say. <laughs> we're just not smart enough to blog. <laughs> so we we talk with pretty words, big words, sometimes with more than one syllable, and sometimes I use other words besides thing and stuff and stuff and things. But you know, I, I, we are part of it. We're just kind of trying to call out examples of that are humorous, and that's the whole point of our show is to try to. Be funny in regards to this genre of massive multiplayer, and we don't care who gets hurt along the way, including ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> you won't believe how much Mark argues with us about the word "man crush." <laughs> uh, yes, but uh, I don't know. It's just kind of cool to see somebody noticed us now <laughs> and removed us from, and the, removed us from the, the podcast rotation. Noticed, noted and removed. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, I just, I think it's funny that, you know, she she took this stance and then, you know, I, I responded to her in, yeah. in some comments, um, you know, that you can go ahead and read there. Um, you know, the point, you know, that I was trying to make was, and I, I did bring up the whole Warhammer online blow up that, you know, did happen. And her her response to me was, is that, well, you know, if you were, you know, really reading all the blogs out there, then you didn't really read you know enough or you didn't you know you try or i didn't try or whatever and you know and i i really hate to point this out but on her website she has the little blog roll Mm -hmm. i guess you know you can call it that or the blog list you know obviously has a list of blogs that you know she goes to apparently you know to you know visit and over (laughs) a third of her blogs over a third of the blogs that were on her list did mention that they they all had something to say about the whole Warhammer incident, so it's kind of like, okay, well, you're right. Actually, I wasn't giving myself enough credit at the time. I didn't have to travel five feet. I just had to look at her own blog list there and go on down the line, and I'd eventually run into it. Sure. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, not all bloggers do, but damn, it sure seems like they do. Yeah. You know? They all talk about the same thing sometimes, and it's it's just and and I find that funny. I find it humorous that you know she she claims that you know they don't seem to be like a, this collective hive mind. You know, there's not like a conclave of bloggers, you know, plotting what to talk about next. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but sometimes it sure seems that way. You mean it's a hive mind mentality? Yeah, you know, it totally seems like they're all part of the Borg cube, you know. They're like, you will be assimilated. You know, we will talk about this I am this the this of Borg. Yeah, exactly, you know. It's right. It's hilarious how they all glom on to, like, the same 
you know the same story and then, and they tend to talk about it sometimes and some some very passionately some you know some go off so you know and, and our our point is is to find like the funniest ones out of them all that just well when yeah well I think what we're always looking for is the one who crosses the line and you know it's somewhere in between an original thought that that you know Jason kind of came up with to do it and it's also kind of similar to the Heroes of the Web thing that um, Sean Elliott does or has done for a long time. Right. Which is utterly hilarious where he goes to forums. Same thing. We're just going to the blogs that are part of uh, the community that we're, we're in, <laughs> loosely <laughs> involved in, I guess. But, but you know, what, what Sean Elliott does is he goes to these, to these forums and you get people who, you know, have just basically fallen out of the woodwork i mean you get you get some just crazy crazy stuff in there our stuff's usually just i think stuff that we find funny where where somebody just kind of i don't know took it to a took it in a new direction or a new extreme that maybe they shouldn't have (laughs) i don't know good stuff fun to fun to discuss and hopefully entertaining this is turning out to be a much more solemn the thing that cracks me up about the whole thing is just that it's like, you know, listen, it's been a long time coming, is what I'm trying to tell the blogosphere. And, you know, and I'm putting you all on notice, <laughs> members of the blogosphere, is that watch your back. Watch your back, because we are watching you. We are watching you every day. And we're just waiting for you to do something. We're just waiting for you to do do something absolutely hilarious. (laughs) You know that that that's what we're doing. You know we don't hate you. We don't hate what you do. You know, in fact, I think we we actually well tonight we quoted something from Tobald's blog Mm -hmm. today, which I thought a lot of our content comes from walks. You know, hey, you know, we looked at uh, you know we looked at that interview and and you know Mm -hmm. it turned out some to be a very good quote. And we thought we'd like to comment on it, you know. So not everything bad comes out of the blogosphere, but a lot of good, funny shit does come out of it. And didn't Journeys with Jay have something along those lines to say? Ah, yes. You know, Jay. Jay was our, I guess, one of our only defenders (laughs) in this. (laughs) Sort of. Kind of defender. Go ahead and. Go ahead and let him know what, what Jay had to tell us. Well, Jay, and I apologize if this is not a she, I think. It's it's, it's a she. A she. <laughs> can never know what the, the, the name's online. Can never get the genders right, damn you. Yeah. <laughs> well, she she took note of... I, I believe, did she notice the other, the other blog entry that we were just talking about? Yes. Oh, yeah. She yeah. ran across it on the Virgin World site. She she basically describes exactly what this blogosteria bit is, and she says it's basically a combination of Beavis and Butthead plus the Emperor's New Clothes. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and she actually said, it's funny, she, she, she feels very conflicted about it because she says, in a nutshell, it's hilarious. And she stumbled on us the other day because the blog entry from the other site popped up on Virgin Worlds. And so <laughs> she summed up with saying, anyway, the blogosteria, com- the blogosteria segment 
is definitely not something I would do. And I'm sort of torn over the fact that I got a big laugh out of something that I totally disapprove of, but I do think that bloggers have more or less been asking for it for a while now. I also realize that I'm waiting right into a blogosteria <laughs> about blogosteria. It's like Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Hardly anyone reads my blog anyway, so I think we're safe. Oh, I doubt that. <laughs> Based on the fact that her blog's been around since April of 2006, and she's the co-host on Shut Up, We're Talking. That's right. I don't think like so. Like I said, well, I, I, do re- I do read her blog, and like I said, welcome to the party, Jay. My name is Mark, not Mike, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's and true. as to the, let Did me be the first to say, I called her Carrot. <laughs> as to, Jay, let me be the first to say, you're looking lovely this evening. Thank you. Not you. Oh. Jay. Oh. Sorry, the other Jay. That, she wanted to know what the hell the sentence was. Huh? The sentence fragment. Oh. It was it was somebody was as you guys often do, you cut off we, we cut each other off during oh, if she wanted to know. So I, I'm not sure what who said it or what, but I just thought I'd finish it for her. Ah, that's right. So that's right. Oh that's right, yeah, she did have it in there. Anywho, I, I hope that clears up uh, why we do what we do with the blogosteria segment. It's not out of malice. It's not, it's out, not of out of hatred. hatred. We're not trying to dismantle we're not trying to stop the inevitable. Actually, we're, we're machine encouraging you. We, we, we're we, just, we just encourage you to continue on, so yeah. we can uh, continue to make fun of you. We think it's fun. We think it's funny, and believe me, we will. And not... we're far from being separate or above it. Yeah, we're kind of under it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> subterranean, <laughs> we're subterranean, <laughs> homesick androids. But um, yeah, you know, I, I think if one of us writes a another uppity blog. I think the blogosteria knows no bounds. No, we would, we would totally, we would eat our own. Yep, we would. <laughs> Come on, Jim, write us something. Yeah, Jim. <laughs> it's your turn. Write something. And make sure you tell us about how, how many times you graduated from college when you did. Because <laughs> that's a crucial step for any That blogger. is to, to, yes. All right. That, that ends the blogosteria, I believe. Thank you for that somber, reflective, melancholy at times. Yes, I will play Radiohead throughout the entire segment. <laughs> mixed, intermixed with The Cure and Morrissey. Episode 52. Episode 52. You know what's cool about this episode is now we have enough episodes that if we were in syndication, we have one for every week of the year. It's true. Wow. Yeah. See, so, every so we can has a special significance. So we can go on, uh, we can like... Put our show on uh, UPN or, or not? They're yeah. not UPN CW? anymore. They're like the CW or yeah. whatever. <laughs> I don't know when our f- official one-year anniversary was. It was probably a couple months ago. But this is our official year worth of episodes. That is pretty cool. But we won't have another milestone episode celebration of that. So a hundred when we do the. Uh, well, gotta keep that under wraps. <laughs> if you would like to share any thoughts about our self-imposed dissection of Blogosteria if you have any comments about Warhammer or Conan failing or 
your recidivism back into War Warcraft, Woo-hoo! which Mark is poster boy of. Yay! Please Join send us me. an email. A mail at channelmassive.com. M-A-I-L. Or you can send us a Skype voicemail at channel.massive.skype. Or you can send us an MP3 audio recording to be spliced into the show. Also at email. Mail at channelmassive.com. We splice it like DNA. We hope you enjoy the show, and we will talk to you next week. <laughs>